Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of glomerular filtration rate, or GFR, from the renal section on MedBullets.com. Let's get into the topic. Glomerular filtration rate, or GFR, is an important clinical tool used to assess patients with kidney disease. This is an index of functional renal mass. Therefore, this data point can be used to determine the severity and course of renal disease. Fluid movement across the glomerulus follows the Starling's law, which is represented by the following equation. GFR equals the filtration coefficient times the hydrostatic pressure in the glomerular capillaries minus the hydrostatic pressure in the Bowman space minus the oncotic pressure in the glomerular capillaries minus the oncotic pressure in the Bowman space. KF is the filtration coefficient and represents water permeability or hydraulic conductance of the glomerular capillary wall. PGC is hydrostatic pressure in the glomerular capillaries. PGC favors filtration. Note that PGC is acutely decreased after a myocardial infarction. PBS is the hydrostatic pressure in the Bowman space. PBS opposes filtration. Pi-GC is the oncotic pressure in the glomerular capillaries. Note that Pi-GC opposes filtration, and it is chronically decreased by hypoalbuminemia. Pi-BS is the oncotic pressure in the Bowman space. Typically, Pi-BS equals zero. Let's now discuss the concept of glomerular filtration rate and arteriolar resistance. The glomerular capillaries are between the afferent or precapillary and efferent or postcapillary arteriole. So for instance, a drop in renal perfusion pressure, for example due to hypotension, stimulates the activation of the renin-angiotensin system which produces angiotensin II. Angiotensin II preferentially causes vessel constriction of the efferent arteriole. This in turn increases the PGC. The idea is to prevent PGC from declining in the setting of hypotension. Let's now talk about the measurement of glomerular filtration rate, or GFR, in more detail. GFR measurement is based on inulin. The clearance of inulin equals the GFR. This is because inulin is freely filtered across the glomerular capillaries and is neither reabsorbed nor secreted. Inulin is a glomerular marker. Consider the following equation. The clearance of inulin equals the urine concentration of inulin times the urine flow rate divided by the plasma concentration of inulin, which all equals the glomerular filtration rate, or GFR. Note that clearance of inulin is measured in milliliters per minute, the urine concentration of inulin is measured in milligrams per milliliter, the urine flow rate is measured in milliliters per minute, and the plasma concentration of inulin is measured in milligrams per milliliter. Normally, the GFR is approximately 100 milliliters per minute. Note that GFR measurement can also be done through creatinine. The clearance of creatinine is approximately equal to the GFR. This is because creatinine is freely filtered across glomerular capillaries and is moderately secreted by the peritubular capillaries into the tubular lumen. The clearance of creatinine slightly overestimates the GFR by 10 to 20%. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question, 
a 73-year-old man is brought in by ambulance after he was found to be lethargic and confused. He has not been routinely seeing a physician and is unable to recall how he came to be in the hospital. His temperature is 99 degrees Fahrenheit or 37 degrees Celsius, blood pressure is 150 over 95 millimeters of mercury, pulse is 75 per minute, and respirations are 18 per minute. His past medical history is significant for poorly controlled diabetes and long-standing hypertension, and he says that he has not been taking his medications recently. Labs are obtained and are as follows. The serum sodium level is 142 milliequivalents per liter. The chloride level is 105 milliequivalents per liter. The potassium level is 5 milliequivalents per liter. The bicarbonate level is 16 milliequivalents per liter. The urea nitrogen level is 51 milligrams per deciliter. The glucose level is 224 milligrams per deciliter. And the creatinine level is 2.6 milligrams per deciliter. Which of the following changes would most likely improve the abnormal parameter that is responsible for this patient's symptoms? 1. Decreased filtration coefficient. 2. Decreased glomerular capillary hydrostatic pressure. 3. Increased glomerular capillary oncotic pressure. 4. Increased Bowman space hydrostatic pressure. Or 5. Increased Bowman space oncotic pressure. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 5, increased Bowman space oncotic pressure. This patient with lethargy and uremia most likely has chronic kidney failure with decreased glomerular filtration rate or GFR. GFR would be increased by increasing the oncotic pressure present in the Bowman space. Remember, uncontrolled diabetes and hypertension can lead to kidney damage eventually resulting in decreased GFR and kidney failure. These patients can then present with symptoms of uremia, including lethargy, confusion, and acidosis. GFR is regulated by the equation GFR equals KF times the PGC minus the PBS minus PIGC minus PIBS, where K is the filtration coefficient, P stands for hydrostatic pressure, and PI stands for oncotic pressure. Increased oncotic pressure in the Bowman space marked by pi BS would therefore increase overall GFR. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, a decrease in filtration coefficient, would decrease GFR because this change would make fluid movement across the glomerular membrane more difficult. Answer choice 2, a decreased glomerular capillary hydrostatic pressure would lead to decreased GFR because the quote pushing force for fluid to leave the capillary would be decreased. Answer choice 3, an increased glomerular capillary oncotic pressure would lead to decreased GFR because the quote pulling force for fluid to be retained in the capillary would be increased. And finally, answer choice 4, an increased Bowman space hydrostatic pressure would lead to decreased GFR because the quote pushing force for fluid to leave the Bowman space and move back into the capillary would be increased. In summary, decreased glomerular filtration rate or GFR can lead to signs of uremia and GFR is regulated by the balance between hydrostatic and oncotic forces across the glomerular membrane. Next question. A 70-year-old female with chronic kidney failure secondary to diabetes asks her nephrologist to educate her about the techniques used to evaluate the degree of kidney failure progression. 
She learns about the concept of glomerular filtration rate, or GFR, and learns that it can be estimated by measuring the levels of some substances. The clearance of which of the following substances is the most accurate estimate for GFR? 1. Creatinine 2. Glucose 3. Inulin 4. Paraaminohypuric acid, or PAH or 5. Sodium And the correct answer choice is answer choice 3, inulin. GFR is used to evaluate progression of filtration failure in chronic kidney disease and is most accurately estimated using inulin clearance, though it is most commonly evaluated with creatinine clearance clinically. Remember, a urinary clearance is a measurement of the volume of plasma that is completely cleared of a substance per unit time. For example, if 500 milliliters of blood is 50% cleared of some substance per minute, the equivalent volume that would be fully cleared is 250 milliliters. Therefore, the urinary clearance of that substance would be 250 milliliters per minute. Remember, to find the correct answer, it is important to remember two facts about renal function. First, the glomerular filtration rate is the amount of blood that is freely filtered by the kidneys and does not include blood that supplies the kidney without being filtered. Second, solute processing in the kidney is a balance between glomerular filtration and tubular reabsorption. Therefore, to isolate the GFR, it is best to select a substance that is freely filtered in the glomerulus and then does not undergo further secretion or reabsorption in the tubules. The clearance of this substance is then equivalent to the volume of fluid filtered in the glomerulus. The most accurate substance for this use is inulin. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, creatinine, is used clinically to evaluate GFR, however it is slightly secreted by the tubules and therefore overestimates GFR. The reason for its widespread use over inulin is because it is produced endogenously from creatine kinase breakdown in muscle. Answer choice 2, glucose, is completely reabsorbed in the proximal tubule and therefore has no clearance in normal euglycemic individuals. Answer choice 4, PAH, is completely secreted by the tubules, so its clearance is used to estimate renal plasma flow, or RPF. And finally, answer choice 5, sodium, undergoes a complex series of reabsorptive processes along the tubules of the nephron. About 1% of filtered sodium is excreted in the urine, but its clearance does not approximate any useful volume. In summary, glomerular filtration rate is used as part of clinical staging of chronic kidney disease. The most commonly used substance used to approximate GFR is creatinine, however estimation equations allowing for demographic correction are more sensitive for detecting chronic kidney disease. And that's all for this review about glomerular filtration rate. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullet Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. 
Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.